Hey, Lynn, did you know that household waste increases 25% between Thanksgiving and New Year? Yikes. And then there's that whole Christmas tree conundrum. 80 to 100 million real Christmas trees are cut down every single year worldwide. How can that be a good thing? But how can a fake plastic Christmas tree be more sustainable? Stay tuned to find out. The Green Divas is the original green podcast since 2006, sharing low-stress ways to mitigate and adapt to our current climate reality. We love that there are thousands of Green Divas and dudes out there, but we're the original Green Divas. Meg, Lynn, Lisa. So glad you joined us. Stay tuned to hear what we're talking about this week. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Green Divas show. I'm Green Diva Meg. And I am Green Diva Lynn. And well, I don't know if it's just me, Lynn, or are the holiday seasons just getting more and more commercial and consumer-ish? Maybe I'm just a Scrooge diva. Well, (laughs) no, I don't think it's just you. It's definitely more commercialized. It seems more commercialized than... I mean, just every year, it seems more commercialized. Plus, it starts earlier every year. It's totally stressing me out. Yeah, it is pretty stressful. But you do seem to have worked off some of that stress with your little sugar plum, I don't know, tequila infused (laughs) (laughs) holiday dance that was on TikTok and all over social media. Well, if you can call it a dance, I am the Elaine Bennis of dancing. If you've ever seen that episode from Seinfeld, you'll, you'll know what I mean if you check you it out. you know I'm actually re-watching Seinfeld from the beginning? Oh, I love that. It's my kitchen show. So I drive by, like just back to the holiday thing here. I drive by, there's more than one house around here that has multiple giant blow-up dolls, I like to call them. I mean, there are Santas and reindeer and elves. There's even a blow-up nativity scene. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've seen those. And, and all those lights. Yeah, there's a house down the street from us that's absolutely blinding. And, yeah, I'm not a fan of those big blow-up things. And all that plastic, not to mention the energy it takes because all of them have fans and lights to keep them going. And the plastic. Plastic. Well, our Christmas trees are plastic, I'm sorry to say. I've had the one for a number of years thinking I was doing a good thing because I love trees. And how can I possibly kill a tree on purpose? Yeah. The question is, which is more sustainable, Lynn? Yeah, it really seems like an impossible choice. Mowing down millions of real live, beautiful trees or producing more plastic for fake trees. Well, we will talk about this more in detail, but first, let's hear one good GD thing. The world is filled with bad news. The Green Divas want to take a moment and share one good GD thing. According to Shopify's recent international survey, 40% of shoppers are willing to pay extra for eco-conscious products 
during the holiday season. Well, I actually read somewhere that that number is closer to 50%, which is great. It is. Maybe we are having a positive influence out there. What do you think? I always hope. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but nearly two-thirds of shoppers that were surveyed would recommend a product if they think it isn't very harmful to the planet. The same share of respondents said that they are researching more. They're spending more time researching to find brands that are fulfilling their climate ambitions or priorities. Eco-friendly packaging, purchasing goods from local businesses to lessen the environmental impact. So that's all very good. So let's have a merry, low-carbon, like a low-carb, but low-carbon holiday. Cheers. So which do you think is better for the environment, Meg? A real or a fake Christmas tree? Yeah, it's probably not cut and dry. Ha ha ha, pun (laughs) intended. A lot of fake trees are made from PVC, which is polyvinyl chloride. So that doesn't bode well for fake tree eco-friendliness. No, it sure doesn't. It's very sad. PVC is one of the naughtiest plastics on the plastics list. And we have not one, but two fake Christmas trees here in our house. Oh, man. The operative word there is naughty. (laughs) Yeah. I love that word. I don't know why, but well, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, Lynn. We are green divas after all. We have to pick our battles and we get better over time. Yeah, like good wine, right? (laughs) But uh, the problem with PVC is that it releases toxic chemicals. Sometimes there's even lead dust with these plastic Christmas trees. These toxins have been linked to developmental, reproductive, and other health problems. Maybe that's why I'm having sleep issues. (laughs) I have these Christmas trees that are plastic and leaching all these toxic chemicals. Oh my God. Uh, But the chemicals are not only released during manufacturing, they're released throughout their sad lifetime. Their sad lifetime. (laughs) That's right up there with naughty. Yeah, they never really die. PVC is not recyclable. So these fakers, these faker (laughs) trees, they end up in landfills where they just keep leaching and distributing their naughty chemicals. And they're leaching or releasing naughty greenhouse gases as well. Most are made in China. I think the percentage is 85%. And so then they have to be shipped overseas. And that's a lot of greenhouse gases there as well. Right. So here's a stat for you. Approximately 10 million fake trees are purchased each season. And that's just here in the U.S. And you figure, I don't know how many seasons people have been buying these things at that rate, but that's a lot. Right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, one of the reasons people buy the fake trees, they're easier, they're not as messy, they're definitely less expensive than buying a real Christmas tree every year. But the overall impact with all the nasty chemicals has got to be worse than real trees. I I need to tell myself that at least. (laughs) for my own sanity and well-being. Well, according to one study that took into account the environmental and human health impact, a fake tree would need to be used for 20 years in order for it to be as eco-friendly as a real one. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, you have to wonder, like, how many of these fake trees are really going to last 20 years? And these things are leaching chemicals forever. So I really, at this point, I don't really get how they can be more sustainable than a real tree. Yeah, I don't know. That's science. I, I, I think the science is fuzzy on that science. one. And how can, at the same time, and this, I can't just get my mind around this. I cannot get my mind around this. How can cutting down real trees be better? I suppose tree farms are a nice place for wildlife, but then lots of Christmas tree farms use pesticides, so yeah. that can't be good for wildlife or the ground, the groundwater for that matter. Right, yeah. Well, okay, so despite all of that, I think real trees are considered overall the more sustainable and eco-friendly choice. But I think that for that to be real, you need to find a local farm and mm -hmm. one that doesn't use pesticides. And good luck with that. Well, and I am starting to think that the best choice is just to forego a tree altogether, not to be a total Scrooge. But <laughs> then you have to wonder if we just said no more Christmas trees, would all the tree farms be replaced by strip malls? That's where my mind goes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Potted, anybody have big potted plants or other creative ways of creating? We still buy Christmas trees, but every year I think, geez, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And you can rent potted trees or, you know, if you're going to buy a... That's a cool idea. <laughs> a potted tree is a cool idea. Or if you buy a fake tree, buy a used fake tree but only if you don't care about all the toxins that it's releasing. Right. Don't listen to our podcast about microplastics. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have so much more to talk about. So let's stop obsessing about the yucky, naughty trees. <laughs> well, okay. Let's start talking about that beautiful holiday post that you've been rehashing for a few years. So I had thought about ways that I've learned over the years how to have a less commercial or consumer holiday and be more mindful and eco-friendly. So here's a few things I came up with. Okay, so peace starts within. There's always a lot of talk about peace and joy, but I think in order to do that, we have to pace ourselves, right? And not get overwrought with the stress of the holidays, the busyness, the running around and doing all the extra stuff and buying and whatever. So I like to try to remind myself that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Start early and really try to find the joyful moments rather than just run through it like a maniac. That's beautifully said. <laughs> I need I need to do more of that all the time at least every for day me, you know. even even not the holidays every time every every time of the year every day every damn day so remembering the reason for the season it really doesn't matter what you celebrate I think the point is to try to be mindful of whatever it is you're celebrating and not get sucked into the commercial thing you know just be who you are and shine your love on those around you Shine, 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 shine your love. There's actually a song from the 70s, I believe. Maybe huh. you can plug that tune in along with my attempt at singing because I think I got it. I got at least the tune wrong. I like the way you sang it, though. So make stuff. You know, the Green Diva's motto of the holidays is buy less, make more. 
And you don't have to be that crafty when you really don't. That's good because I am totally not crafty. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I did a post and I'll I'll direct it to you and I'm sure you probably saw it or participated in it. But I did a post like 20 things that you can make for the holidays for the non-crafty person. That's perfect. I, you know, every year we used to wonder what Aunt Lou was going to make. Now she is my late great Aunt Lou, but there's one gift in particular I remember, and my parents still have theirs. It's a plaque with soft sculptured faces on it. So there's like my mom and dad have one. It's their faces or attempt to looking at looking like their faces. It's definitely a memory. Go Aunt Lou. Right on. Everybody be more like Aunt Lou, okay? And sometimes like (laughs) food is the best craft. I mean, everybody loves food, whether it's cookies or whatever it is. Food is a nice gift and it's a nice gift shared. I love food too. Forgiveness. How about forgiveness? And maybe mostly to ourselves. I don't know. Right. You know, Christmas is or and the holidays, whatever it is are so fraught for many people. They have family issues or old resentments or just difficulties. So I think it's a good time to be gentle on yourself and with others. So true. (sighs) Yeah, I think Julie Genovese, uh, Weenie Greenie, I think she calls herself Weenie Greenie. (laughs) (laughs) We did a podcast about forgiveness. We'll put that in our post. So obviously we talk about buying less. And, you know, when you buy stuff, try to buy useful items, be thoughtful and mindful of what you're buying. So, well, yeah, we don't need any more stuff heading to the landfills. Uh, We throw away about 25 percent or actually the retailers throw away about 25 percent of returns. And that goes to the landfills. Returns likely lead to about 5.8 billion pounds of landfill waste. In just one year. Whoa. Okay. So, yeah. That's kind of weird. Try not to buy crap and try not to return it. (laughs) That's always a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, re-gift. I know that re-gifting seems like a cardinal sin, according to our mothers, probably. (laughs) But honestly, there's nothing wrong with it. If if it's something I'm not going to use, but somebody else can use it, as long as I'm not kind of a dope and give it back to the person who gave it to me, which I had, I did do that once. I did that Yeah, you once. told me that story. That's totally hilarious. It was ridiculous. And it couldn't have been <laughs> a, it was my ex-husband's wife. So, I mean, really, it was the most. How re- you even got a gift from your ex-husband's wife is yeah. beyond me, but hey, yeah. that's yeah. I know. totally hilarious. It's pretty silly. So then also by local, we talk about that a lot because, well, you're saving carbon, you're supporting your local community, your local economy, and it feels good. Yeah, we did do a an episode all about online shopping. And there are times, in fact, 75% of the time, online shopping is actually better than brick and mortar shopping. But it is nice to support the local businesses. Well, so when you have to buy, buy local. Right on. And let's see, stick to healthy routines. It's so easy, as I was saying up front, to get like caught up in the busyness and running around and shopping. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to get a tree and I got to. 
it's easy to not eat well or sleep well or exercise or all the things that are part of our healthy routines, whatever that is, meditating, I don't know. Um, so I think I just want to remind everybody to make sure you do take care of yourself and again, pace yourself. And breathe and maybe do some yoga. <sighs> I need more of that myself. And ease up on the decorations. We've talked a little bit about why, but oh yeah, seriously. Um, seriously. <laughs> seriously, I can't. <laughs> I just can't handle any more of this stuff. You don't like those blow up doll villages? I really, I really don't. And then like during the day when you drive by, they're all like, you know, they look like these sad, collapsed, dead things in their lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the point in those. Uh, and then there's the blazing lights that we talked about. Yes. You can minimize blazing lights because that will be an energy savings, but some people don't care about energy savings. They've just got money to throw around, I guess. So there is a thing called light pollution, which yes. is pretty serious. It can be, actually, it can be deadly to some animals. Yeah, light pollution. We, I didn't know anything about it. About a decade ago, I interviewed a guy named Kevin Poe, the dun-dun-dun-dun dark ranger. But The dark ranger. There you go, the dark <laughs> ranger. And I interviewed him like a decade ago, and I really had no idea. I had never thought about light pollution, but it's... It's a thing. So we've interviewed I him. I think it's something that could keep you up at night. <laughs> Literally, and actually make you sick, but also it's devastating to wildlife for so many reasons. So anyway, I I'm going to just share a couple of clips from The Dark Ranger. Yeah, so it's uh, it's still a phrase maybe not everybody's heard. There are two words in the same sentence before, light and pollution. We normally think of light as being good, but the, the message I like to put out there is light is like everything else. Um, at some point, if you have too much of a good thing, it can suddenly and, and maybe um, unexpectedly become a bad thing. So, so the message is, is that, well, I would agree that perhaps Edison's light bulb or the other people that Edison got the idea from is probably one of the greatest inventions of our species of all time. We uh, try to advocate a restriction and a, uh, a limited use of light, um, trying to solve the problems that we think we need light for in as smart a way as possible, rather than just using a huge amount of light. And I want to talk about the ecology too, because interestingly enough, what I've found over the years is that I can usually inspire a little bit more awareness if I, if I talk about wildlife. Um, and, and part of that is because I'm in a, you know, a, a wild setting here in southern Utah. And part of the reason people come to, to this part of the world is to see our, our different kinds of animals. But the, um, the ecological impact is across the board. It's been thoroughly studied with sea turtles and, uh, and with birds. But uh, most of the animals that people travel to see, go to national parks and things, are largely nocturnal creatures. And when we fill their world with artificial light, we're creating an impact. On, uh, on their biorhythms. And some of it, it's, it's well known, and some of it we're only just beginning to research. Yeah, there's a really cool organization based in Toronto called FLAP, uh, Fatal Light Awareness Program. They're on the, on the forefront of this, and their numbers are actually now in, into a billion. They're, they estimate that about a billion migratory birds are killed every year in the United States as they migrate across our city landscapes and there's uh, climate change impacts. You know, a lot of people find that to be a, 
a bandwagon of activism. And so one of the simplest ways to reduce our carbon footprint is to use less electricity. And about 16% of the, uh, the electricity generated within the United States goes to lighting. And so by putting in, you know, the increasingly efficient bulbs, and, and generally the LEDs do that for you, but the method that uh, creates the best LED light is to then filter it so it comes out of the fixture as yellow or orange. Gratitude and giving always works. Being grateful and sharing, no matter how blue you think you are or how bad you think you have things. I know for me, it always helps when I think of others a little bit and give what I can. And I'm grateful for what I have. Yeah, it's it's gratitude is so important around the holidays and any time of the year. It is. So I did write a post a while ago called Be the Light During the Holidays. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so let's take some GD action. Put your great energy to work. Take just one GD action today to make the world a better place. All right. So here we go. Again, we're just summing up the things we've been talking about this whole episode. Make more. Create non-consumer gifts. Tickets to events. Play games. Have some gatherings. Give some food. A yeah. food basket. I like it's that. It's always a nice, a nice touch. So in general, buy less. And buy local. And buy sustainably produced gifts. Buy stuff that's built to last and is less likely to head to those landfills. Heading for the landfills. <laughs> what is going on with me today? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in the same damn mood. <laughs> Please take it easy on outdoor lighting. We just learned a lot about light pollution. And uh, if you have to do it, use some LEDs, please. And reuse wrapping paper and gift bags. We're always very careful about opening up gifts so we can potentially use reuse the wrapping paper the next the next years and maybe in years to come. Yeah, I've been reusing some paper for my kids laugh and make fun of me, but hey, you know. All right, Lynn. Well, I think we've offered some good ideas for having a healthy, eco-friendly holiday. I hope. Yes, and I'm curious as to whether people have changed their mind about buying a real versus a fake Christmas tree. Yeah, we should. We should poll people. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Please follow us on Instagram at The Green Divas and anywhere else out there in social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lynn, what's uh, coming up for our show on our show roster? Another important, if not unfortunately terrifying episode about plastic. Yeah, this time it's about recycling. I got a chance to speak to David Pogue. And while the news is kind of grim, he was optimistic and remarkably upbeat. And David Pogue is with the CBS Morning Show, right? Yep, CBS Sunday Morning. Well, we definitely need some upbeat attitude around here <laughs> when it comes to plastic somehow. I don't know how anybody could be upbeat about it, but 
it'll be great to uh, do that show. Yeah. Meanwhile, have a great holiday and we'll be back before the end of the year. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Find out more about this episode and search through over 900 podcasts and hundreds of useful articles on thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Don't forget to leave us glowing reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on. Ciao. Dokcha ke. Aloha. Aloha.